and that lets you save the who cares? True form life. Green look on. Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. All right, so if you missed last show, check out Dr. Heather Tick. She's actually a real doctor, <laughs> and she didn't uh, mention prescription drugs one time, which I think is absolutely fantastic. We talked about health and lifestyle and holistic pain relief, so check that out on the last show. On today's show, we have another interview. This one's going to be exploring mindandbody.com forward slash rising stars, and we have Thomas Williams on today, and he's talking about his his road to being Olympian. He's working, he's a, a figure skater or an ice dancer, and he's working towards, you know, his final goal of being an Olympic athlete. And uh, it's a great, it's a great interview. I really enjoyed having him on. I was an athlete myself growing up, and I know, I know what it takes to, you know, to, to get to a higher level. And I wanted to share that with you. I wanted to share his story. Towards the end of the show, we also talk about how you can help him out if you're interested. And and I think that's important because it's difficult, you know, even financially. And any kind of support would help. Coming up, on... this is exploring mind and body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time. With your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. You heard all about Thomas in the intro. So we got Thomas on the line here. He's actually fresh off his training session. So we're going to go through an interview with him and talk about, you know, what it takes to train at high levels. And, and I think you'll be interested in hearing all about that. Without further ado, Thomas, welcome to Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you for having me, Drew. It's our pleasure. So you're a, you're a figure skater slash ice dancer. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Why don't you uh, differentiate the two? Unless are the same thing for our listeners. Yeah, well, um, within figure skating, there's three disciplines, uh, singles, uh, pairs, and ice dance. Um, the difference between pairs and ice dance, uh, they both skate with partners, but in pairs, you do throws and jumps, and in dance, you don't jump and you don't throw your partner. You do lifts but, um, and spins, but that's the only thing that's the same between pairs and dance. So where are you right now? Where are we catching you? You're at a facility right now. You just said you finished with your trainer. and uh, Yeah, I'm at a Fortius. It's a uh, Olympic training center. Um, it's right behind the rink I train out of. I train out of eight rinks in Burnaby, British Columbia. And uh, this facility, this training center is new. It's not even a year old. So it's around a year old now. So it's Nice. Top the line. Give our listeners a chance to resonate with you a little bit, who, you know, who you are, what you're doing, and then uh, we'll get into some more details later in the show. Well, I'm a figure skater. I've been skating, like learned to skate since I was about four years old, and I'm now 23. Uh, I started doing ice dance with a partner when I was seven years old and started competing that same year. I competed at the national championships a few times and realized I really enjoyed um, ice dance, so I decided to pursue just ice dance. There wasn't really any training centers in Alberta for ice dance that I could really train at and do as well as I would, would have liked. So when I was 17 years old, I drove out to uh, Kitchener-Waterloo, Ontario and started training at a, at a good high-level training center for ice dance out there. Within those two years of training there, made quite a few improvements, but didn't really jump up a whole lot in the standings at the national level. After two years out there, I had to start paying for all my training on my own, and I, you know, I couldn't really make it work out there. So I was going to move back to Calgary, where I'm from, and uh, actually Oaks, really, and uh, and work for a year to save up so I could go back to skating a year later. 
uh, an opportunity presented itself for me to come out to Vancouver for a tryout with um, with this girl Nicole Orford, and uh, so I decided to take it. And the tryout went really well. And uh, her coaches arranged a whole bunch of um, work for me, uh, doing partnering and, and coaching other skaters. And I was able to move in with family friends, and you know things just shot from there. I went from you know highest finishing at nationals, you know, was ninth place at the junior level, so the second highest level, um, to within four months going international and meddling at at an event and then uh, winning the national championships at the junior level. So, Congratulations. Thank you. Why why is there, they just don't have the facilities in Calgary? Why did you need to move all over the place to get the training you're looking for? Uh, There's great facilities in Calgary. The thing is, there's not the coaching and the ice time and everything that you need. There's just not the same high-level coaching for ice dance. There's great high-level coaching for singles in Alberta, in Edmonton, and in Calgary. The Canadian uh, ladies champion trains in Edmonton with uh, Ravi Walia and uh, in Calgary with uh, Scott Davis and Jeff Langdon. There was uh, Vaughn Shapiro, who was a Canada's second entry at the Vancouver Olympics in men. So there, there's great training in, in Alberta for singles, just not really for ice dance. Everything is kind of based out east, you know, like Ontario, Quebec, and uh, actually Detroit has, like, for 2011 World Championships, eight of the top ten teams of worlds in ice dance trained in Detroit. Where does ice dance or where does figure skating come from? I'd imagine you know most men at a younger age they want to play hockey or do something like that why did you choose this sport i actually uh played hockey and figure skated at the same time for about four or five years i wanted to play hockey just like every other canadian boy (laughs) um but my older sister figure skated and i used to get drug around to her competitions and at one of them i saw that guy figure skated too so i figured why not also it, it helped a lot with my hockey i was the best skater on the team when it came down to it, after you know four or five years into doing both, uh, I just didn't have the time to do both figure skating and hockey, especially with an older sister also in skating and a younger sister that was eventually going to get into skating. So uh, my parents made me choose one or the other, and I chose figure skating over hockey. And you happy with that decision? <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty easy decision to stick with figure skating over hockey. I mean. Look at the girl the guy ratio in figure skating versus hockey. <laughs> That's a valid point. All right, Thomas, just stay on the line with us. We've got to take a short commercial break. But when we come back, I want to talk about your training schedule and, and what that looks like for you know an elite athlete. So stay right there, listeners. We'll be right back on Exploring Mind and Body. Exploring Mind and Body with True Form's Drew Tadia would not be possible without the help from the following sponsors. AG Foods in Didsbury, Health Street in the Cornerstone Shopping Center Olds, and Shoppers Drug Mart, working together to help build a healthier tomorrow. For more information on True Form Life, Drew Tadia, or to find out how you can become a sponsor, visit exploringmindandbody.com. All right, welcome back to Exploring Mind and Body. This show is called Rising Stars, and we have Thomas Williams, and he's talking about his journey as an elite athlete, as a figure skater or ice dancer. Thomas, in this segment, I want to talk about your training. Um, training has got to be intense. You, you talked to me a little bit about it off air, but um, why don't you give our listeners a chance to understand what it takes to train at an elite level, how many hours you're putting in, and, and what your day looks like. The on-ice portion, we are on the ice anywhere from 20 to 25 hours a week, so four to five hours a day. We usually, we're at the rink by 6 a.m., spend about a half an hour warming up, 
been walking through our programs and then uh, getting laced up and we're on the ice by 6.30. Someone's actually telling you what to do, like how to make these movements or they choreograph your sequence? How does uh, no, first thing in the morning, we warm up on our own. We don't need our coaches to do that. We just walk through what's already choreographed for us off the ice. Basically, just want to make sure that our bodies are warm and we know what we're doing and we're not going to go out there cold and risk injury. So how are you guys warming up? We spend about 10 minutes either jogging, skipping, biking, and then, you know, five, ten minutes of dynamic stretching and then well, five minutes walking through your program and, like, doing your lifts off the ice, and, and that's about it. Okay, and then moving on, so what's next? What are you guys doing next in your training schedule? Uh, then we're on the ice by 6.30, and we skate for three hours straight, no break. Uh, we'll work on anything from... Uh, we usually start out with like a group stroking lesson, everybody on the ice with our coaches um, at once. And then uh, we'll break into what our own individual needs for the day. It depends. It kind of changes depending on the time of the season. But basically train for three hours straight and then you get a 15-minute break when they resurface the ice. And then we're back on for another uh, basically two hours. How many are you athletes are out there doing this at one uh, time? There's actually quite a few teams out here now. We've got about six or seven teams, I think. Okay. I think there might be as many as eight. So that's, you know, anywhere from 14 to 16 people. So are your coaches out there on the ice with you? Are they on the sideline? Yeah. yeah, no, they're on the ice and they stand aside. Depends, but they, they all wear their skates. They're always out there. And they're telling Demonstrating like, and uh, kind of helping us figure out what to do. And Who designs your, your dance, if you will? Your coach? Uh, well, for the most part, our coaches, uh, Megan Wing and Aaron Lowe, they were um, Olympic ice dancers. They competed in Torino in 06, and they're 10-time national medalists, so they're, they're pretty amazing in their own right. Um, for the most part, they choreograph all their team's programs. Um, they're short and longs, but this year they're branching out, and uh, for two of us, so uh, Nicole and I and another team that we train with, they're having somebody else choreograph our one program, our free dance. This is kind of a new, it's kind of, we're kind of experimenting. So it's going pretty well. We're, we're quite happy with it so far. Okay, so do you know what the significance is of the three hours straight? Is that to build endurance or just to get your, your repetitions in? Or? <laughs> a lot of it just has to do with the ice times we have available. Basically, we get the short end of the stick being dancers. The singles kind of run the, <laughs> run the training center we're at, right? <laughs> Uh, so single skaters hate skating in the morning, so the dancers get the morning ice. So that's just kind of the swatting. But, I mean, we do get lots of repetitions, and we end up, depends on the time of the year, but we do what we call double run-through. So we'll have, let's say on Monday, we'll do our short program. We'll run it with the music twice. We'll run it, and then somebody else will run their program, and you'll do yours again. And then you'll do one run-through of your other program, and then you'll swap it the next day. You'll do two of the one that you only did one the day before, and, yeah, so we have uh, something called doubles week where we do things like that. Yeah, it really just depends on the time of the season, where you're at with competitions and whatnot, as to what you do with that three hours. But So you go through your three hours, you have a little break, then you have another two-hour session. So what happens yeah. after that? Well, you know, we get off the ice and cool down, and it depends on... Um, for me, I'm not in school, so I don't have to rush off to school, but some days my partner does, so... Once we're done, we usually train in the gym with our trainers or on our own, depending on the day of the week. 
and then we'll get to go home or go to school, whatever we need to do, go to work. And then we usually have to come back in the afternoon or evening for uh, ballet or ballroom or some sort of uh, dance. When we come back, I want to talk about, first of all, you know, how expensive it could get trying to trying to train full time. And also maybe a little bit, let's touch on nutrition to give our listeners a chance to see what that's like. I'd imagine nutrition is very important as well. So stay right there. We'll be right back on Exploring Mind and Body with Thomas Williams. This segment brought to you by Complete Truth Protein Powder. Live free, live true with whole natural foods. No additives, no preservatives, and soy, gluten, and dairy free. Supplement with superfood to energize your day. Visit completetruthprotein.co for more. Welcome back to Exploring Mind and Body. Today we're talking about Thomas Williams and this show is called Rising Stars. So we covered Thomas's training program, you know, what it's like to train at elite level and uh, all the hours that you need to put in. And in this segment, I'm going to ask Thomas to talk about nutrition a little bit and then, you know, what it's like to try to fund all these, you know, full-time activities and uh, still get by. So Thomas, what is, what's nutrition like for you guys on such a tight schedule here? Well, we have to make sure we're eating uh, many times throughout the day, always pack a lunch and make sure we have good, you know, healthy snacks. With starting so early in the morning, like I have to leave the house by 5.30. Um, we don't really have time to get up and like make a good breakfast. Most of us prepare something the night before. I know my partner makes a smoothie the night before that she can just grab. I personally put on steel cut oats in the slow cooker overnight. I just have a small slow cooker. And by the time I get up in the morning, they're hot. And I add, uh, you know, I add hemp hearts, the hemp seed and, uh, Chia seeds and a couple other nuts and uh, and berries, and then I usually also put some uh, freeze dried coconut and, and almond milk, and have a bowl of that on my way out the door, and usually uh, also you know have a piece of fruit like an apple or banana, and get on the ice for those three hours during the break. Could have like maybe another banana or some sort of uh, quick pulp, and uh, when we're done training. I usually have some sort of liquid protein. If we're having a training session in the gym immediately after getting off the ice, I'll have just, you know, something that's kind of light, light in protein and some sort of carbohydrate. And then after my training session in the gym, I'd have some sort of liquid protein and then have a good meal afterwards. So you're working towards, I mean, nutritionizing your body throughout the day. It sounds like, you know what you're doing. Is your uh, coaches helping out with this? I know you're, some of your family's involved with nutrition as well. How is that helping you out? Uh, with this new training center uh, we're training out of off the ice, there's actually nutritionists that they've had us uh, meet with, um, just giving us other suggestions of things we can have as quick snacks or uh, quick carbohydrates or protein. So that was kind of, uh, kind of handy. Also, my... Uh, my mom is a certified raw food nutritionist, and then my aunt has a health food um, company called Bundles of Energy. Um, so they've helped me out quite a bit. A lot of old superfoods because of them. Um, that's another thing. Like I use spirulina when I'm on the ice. You know, most people mix it in with smoothies or shakes or juice or something. I just drink it straight with water uh, while the ice, and I find it helps give me uh, the energy I need. Because, you know, lots of lots of the athletes I train with, the, the other skaters, you know, drink Gatorade or Powerade, but that stuff's junk, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we actually had Michelle on the show. I don't think I told you that, but she was on the show here uh, a couple times. 
it's great that you have that uh, you have a little bit of help and you have assistance and uh, at least with knowledge but uh, that's a good segue into what I want to get into now so training full time and, and being an elite athlete and what's it you know what's it like trying to get by you, are you working are you, you, there must be a, a way that you have to pay for all this stuff yeah absolutely uh, well figure skating is not you know the cheapest sport that's for sure basically to pay for my to live in Vancouver and train here um, cost me around 85000 a year my partner and I are carded by Sport Canada, so right now we get just under eleven grand a year each towards our training. So to pay cover the rest of those expenses, I work as a skating coach as well, and I partner uh, girls through their dances, uh, teach them and partner them their dances. Um, there's set dances that all skaters try and try and test and uh, get through. So I specialize in that since there's not a lot of guys that do dance. So I, I usually end up coaching 10 to 15 hours a week. And then on top of my already 20 to 25 hours a week on the ice training, plus you know, 10, 15 hours a week off the ice. And then also uh, during the summer months, I run my own uh, mobile auto detailing company. So I go to people's homes or their work, or I'll do them at the, at the rink. And yeah, I'll detail vehicles inside and out. Nice. So, look new. Okay. So you're doing what you can to get by and, and to help support. You also have some, some family supporting you, and, and that's how I kind of ran into to hearing what hearing about yourself. Um, so you guys have a fundraiser coming up that's going to help you out as well. Why don't you tell us about yeah, that? Yeah, we do. Uh, between my mom and between my whole family, mom, dad, sister, and my aunt, they organize a fundraiser uh, every year in May. Um, last year and this year, it's being held at the uh, Saskatoon Farm. Uh, it's going to be Saturday, May 24th at 5 p.m. And what it is is it's a, uh, it's a dinner and a live and silent auction. Also, any shopping done that weekend on Saturday, May 24th or Sunday, May 25th. If you mention the fundraiser, mention my name, uh, when you ring up your purchases, they are donating a certain percentage of every purchase towards the fundraiser. And that's at the Saskatoon farm there in, uh, where's that, in Okotoks? It's just between Okotoks and Calgary. I'll yeah. put a link to it in the, in the show notes here, so if people yeah. are interested in helping out or, or attending, they can find it there. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, all the best with your training. I hope it goes well. And then along with your fundraisers, everything else, I mean, you know, keep doing what you're doing, keep moving forward, and, and I hope it all works out for you. Well, thank you very much, and uh, I'm glad you had me on the show. After we lost mom, I was worried about dad living alone in that big house, but I couldn't imagine him being happy anywhere else. But then Jenny, our comfort keeper, helped to make things right. Across the country or across town, comfort keepers like Jenny provide in-home care for just a few hours a week or on an extended basis. Serving Red Deer in Central Alberta, 347-3730 or reddeer.comfortkeepers.ca. Right, that's all we have for you this episode on exploring mind and body. I hope you enjoyed this interview. That was Thomas Williams, and he's doing big things. He's doing a, he's doing a great job of moving forward, and I'm always happy to help you know help people out, help rising stars. And as an athlete myself, I know what it takes all the time and commitment and sacrifices. So that certainly helped me get to where I am today. So if you'd like to check Thomas out, you can check out his Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Tom Skies, and then there's a couple Twitter pages for himself and partner. That's 
it's um, at at Thomas C. Will, and then at Orford, O-R-F-O-R-D, Williams. So I'll link all those in the show notes. But uh, other than that, I got to get off air. Thanks so much for tuning in. I always appreciate your time. Thanks to my producer, Jameson Brown, for all his work and edits uh, he puts in the show. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com. Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia would not be possible without the help of GDK Gravel and Sand. GDK Gravel and Sand, now offering all products in half and one yard bags. Give them a call today for more information. 1-877-335-2091.